It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. All right, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for the download as well. Thank you to the patrons who make the show possible, folks like Josh, Mary, Matthew, Elizabeth, Sarah, and Kathleen, Phil, Rhonda, Jason, and Marlene. Uh, They became patrons of the program to keep it going. And uh, if you like the show and you want to become a patron, you get exclusive access to content like the live stream, for example. We're doing one tonight. Can't imagine what the topic might be the day after the Epiphany Capital storming. Um, so, yeah, so go to the PeteCallenderShow.com, click on the link there, and become a patron of the program if you would like. Um, full disclosure for folks who may not be aware, <clears throat> may not have been a listener to my show back in 2016. Uh, so, I feel I always feel the need to state this right up front so people know what my personal bias is in this space, which is I did not vote for Donald Trump. And in uh, the 2016 election, uh, nor did I vote for him in the 2020 election. I actually spent the primary in 2016 railing against Donald Trump as a candidate to the point uh, where I actually had discussions with my boss at the time about whether I would be talking myself out of a job if I continued, (laughs) because uh, I recognized that there was a large portion of my audience that really, really liked Donald Trump. And when I went to engage with them and argue with them about why I thought Donald Trump was not suited to be the nominee or the president, um... You know, things got heated. We would argue. And I thought, I'm going to alienate a lot of my listeners like this, and I may be out of a job for it. But, and I talked to my wife about it as well. And, you know, I got to look at myself in the mirror and I got to, you know, I've got to be okay with myself. And uh, that was the path I chose. Now, I I did not lose my job over it um, because I said after, look, I predicted he was going to lose the. Uh, the general election. I thought he was going to get wiped out by Hillary Clinton. And then when he won, I said, "Okay, well, obviously the polling is all messed up. Obviously, my view of what the Republican Party is or was is not accurate. My view of what people actually want out of a leader is not accurate. My views of what I want are not uh, commonly shared by a large group of people, obviously. Uh, And so I just kind of stepped back and said, okay, I will praise him when he does things that I like, and I will criticize him when he does things I do not like. Uh, I will defend him from unfair attacks. Uh, And he was the target of unfair attacks and malicious attacks. And uh, what I would consider to be an attempted coup to take him down via the Steele dossier and the spying on his campaign. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think if it was if it was anyone other than Donald Trump and uh, I mean, even if it was another Republican, I don't think it would have gotten the whitewash and the past that it has gotten. But because it's Donald Trump, I think a lot of people are okay with it. A lot of people say, well, the ends justify the means. I hate Donald Trump. I think he's unfit for office. So therefore, it's totally fine that we spent all of these millions of dollars and had the FBI 
uh, you know, eavesdropping on his conversations and uh, framing up General Flynn and, uh, you, you know, pursuing him as if he's a Russian asset, leaking all of this stuff to undermine people's confidence in him, in the office, in the election, all of it, right? All of it. I have defended him on that stuff. I will not defend him on the way he has behaved since the election, though. This is, and what happened yesterday in Washington, D.C., my position has always been very clear. Political violence is not okay. Violence is not okay, right? When you're talking about achieving political goals, policy goals, you are never to use violence and intimidation. You are not to do that because politics is the last stop before final destination revolution right? Violence. That's what happens when you get into a cycle of violence because you can no longer talk out your differences. Then the only destination there is complete upheaval, overthrow of the society, usually replaced with an even worse form of government. So no, I'm not a fan of the violence. And I've been calling it out for as long as I have had uh, a platform to do so my entire adult life. Now, most of the political violence that I have seen over the course of my 20 plus years in media has come from the left. And so a lot of people on the left think that I'm only bashing the left because I hate the left and blah, blah, blah. No, I bash the political violence because it's violence and it creates the cycle. It creates the environment, the atmosphere for more of the same. And here we are. Here we are. I mean, I hate to say I told you so about something like this, but here we are. Don't tell me that you guys had no role in fomenting this. Donald Trump did. Absolutely. I'm going to play the audio. We're going to spend the show talking about all of this stuff. But I am not going to ignore the way half of the country got a free pass to burn cities to the ground in order to. Okay, that's a bit hyperbolic. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. The cities were not completely burned to the ground. Just portions of cities all across America got burned to the ground. That's a little bit more accurate. That's fair, right? That's fair. Just like the deals you get at Mattress Man, by the way. Yeah, deals going on right now at Mattress Man stores. They've got four locations in Asheville and Arden and Hendersonville. They will ship nationwide, and they have local five-star delivery service. But if you go to any of their four stores... You'll have the sleep consultants there to help you find the right bed for you, whether it is the uh, the Biltmore mattress, the Biltmore collection. Uh, these are made by Restonic in Fayetteville. These are the mattresses that are at the hotel and the inn that are on the grounds of the Biltmore estate. Uh, so you can uh, you know, take some of this Biltmore luxury home to your bedroom, if you will. Uh, it's a new year. Have better sleep in 2021, Okay. Save during the New Year's sleep sale going on right now at Mattress Man. Check out the inventory at mattressmanstores.com. Take advantage of their triple zero deal. Zero down, zero APR for 24 months, and zero payments for 90 days. So they got great mattresses. Christy and I have one. We have a a king-size memory foam mattress, which we love. Uh, But he's got all sorts of other mattresses, obviously. Traditional inner spring, pillow top, uh, natural latex mattresses. Um, and that you, they will find you the right mattress because everybody sleeps differently. And so how you sleep, uh, means you may require a different mattress to get a good night's sleep. Now, I don't know what that is for you, but the sleep consultants, they do, they'll help you. So experience the difference at Mattress Man, buy local and sleep better. 
So one thing I will say that after the uh, the storming of the Capitol yesterday, after this uh, big Stop the Steal, Save America march, um, I will say it has been refreshing to hear Democrats rush to condemn violent protests and property destruction. Uh, that, that, that's been refreshing because for the last year, I feel like a lot of people on the right have been, you know, crying out in the wilderness for Democrats to join us in these condemnations. And they really haven't. In fact, a lot of folks on the left, uh, when they're not, you know, actively whipping up people to go harass their political adversaries, um, they are, uh, you know, telling us how uh, looting and rioting is merely the expression of discontent. And we need to listen to the people after they're done burning and rioting and looting, of course. But after they're done with that, then we really need to just listen to why they're doing these things. Okay, so that's been refreshing, right? You know me. I'm trying to find the silver lining here. Um, Let me get to, let's start at the beginning here. And I've got some audio from Trump's speech, which, by the way, I did not watch when it was happening. I I didn't really care to, you know, see another one of his speeches where he just kind of goes off on these tears about how, you know, the the election was stolen from him and all of this. And I understand people believe this. I, I understand that. And I have questions about various aspects. And by the way, the, the reason why a lot of people have no faith in the election system now is precisely because of actions by the Democrats, which I will get to. Uh, but Donald Trump, listen to what he says. So he goes out there. <clears throat> first off, he says, um, you know, the, the election was stolen from him and that these people talking about the people that are at the, the, the rally, right, they're not going to take it anymore. He said the media is the single biggest uh, problem that we have in America. He also singled out big tech, uh, who said, uh, and he said that big tech rigged the election like never before. Take a listen. I just, again, I want to thank you. It's uh, just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. So we're we're not going to take it anymore. And you don't concede when there's theft. We will not concede. We will never concede. So what what is he saying there? Again, this is my my problem, I guess, is that ever since Donald Trump, you know, got on the scene, I have taken him literally when he says things. I listen to the words that he uses. I then assume that the words he is using mean the traditional definitions of those words. And I am left usually confused or, you know, concerned. Um, And then I get, you know, and I've had arguments with Trump supporters over the years who then say, well, you got to take him seriously, not literally. There you go, Pete, you're reading too much into his words. And like, but he said these things like that's not what he meant. Okay, like, I guess we all need like a Trump decoder ring or a, a Trump whisperer to to tell us what he actually meant on some of this stuff. I have been critical of him and what I call his word salad from the beginning. Okay, from the beginning. This is pretty clear. Now, maybe he meant something else, but he's clearly saying repeatedly that he's not going to concede, which, spoiler alert, he did last night. Sent out a statement saying he commits to the peaceful transition of power, even though he was totally 
uh, victimized and they stole the whole election from him. He had the biggest landslide in history. Um, and so but but because, you know, uh, the, the country is worth preserving, uh, he's going to transition to Joe Biden. So he did concede last night after telling the rally he would never do so. And I don't think you get on a stage with thousands of people who have traveled from far and wide to come to town to protest and to try to force Congress to do something that they believe, because you told them that they believe is going to keep Trump the president as the president. I don't think you tell them we're never going to concede and we're relying on Mike Pence to to stop the steal. He put it all on Pence and he did this in the speech. He did it on Twitter. Okay, and when Pence said, I am not constitutionally authorized to do what you're telling me to do, then what does Trump do? Throws him right under the bus. Trump throws Pence under the bus. He tweets about Pence, you know, uh, lacking courage not doing what he needed to do. And, he, and and this is at a time when people have breached the Capitol. And now you got uh, Secret Service trying to scurry Mike Pence away, right? To try to uh, scurry him, uh, uh, to not secret him away, but try to get him out of the building. Because he was there, part of his Senate duties, right, was to open the boxes, record the votes. He's not allowed to do anything other than that. That's what they're called to do, to count the votes. But Trump and his... Uh, followers, what they wanted was for Congress to stop this from happening and to send it back to states. But there are no states that have actually produced any other slate of electors. All the states have given one slate of electors, and that slate is the one that got counted in every state. So, like, I'm at a loss to understand the tactic here, except, of course, is it just to keep people donating money to the stop the steal uh, uh, efforts, right? There are a lot of people that are raising money off of this. A lot of people uh, are donating to this. And uh, one number I saw was somewhere in the neighborhood of about $200 million has been poured into uh, a Trump campaign account over all of this. So is that the point? I, I, I don't understand. I'm not understanding, like, I understand that there are people, believe me, I do, that they believe the election was stolen. And Trump went through the, the, quote, evidence from the stage last night or yesterday afternoon during this rally. But he was repeating some of the pieces of, quote, evidence that have already been shown not to be accurate. So I'm not I'm not clear. Okay, even if you have the Congress that says, okay, we're not going to certify, send it back to the states. Even then, though, it's not enough. They're saying, oh, we only need a couple of days to show this. Rudy Giuliani said we only need a couple of days to show all of this. Like, why is it taking this long? And why are you still at this point? And by the way, where would you go to have this evidence heard? I am genuinely interested in this. Like, where is the the venue? Who are the adjudicators that Trump and his followers are are going to be satisfied with, right? Is there a is there a a quasi judicial process of some kind, or in the courts? Like, is there some venue and jury that you're going to be satisfied with? Who are they? Where is it? I've not heard anybody say yet what they would like to see happen here. Uh, I've heard the su- the suggestion that a commission be impaneled to look at all of this stuff. Okay, is that going to satisfy? People who believe it was stolen? No, it's not. I don't think it's going to satisfy them, but maybe it will. Here's the thing, though. The message that Trump is delivering here resonates, particularly with regard to the media. Why? Because it has 
elements of truth to it. Elements of truth, like the media buried the Hunter Biden story until after the election. And the polling that I saw, we covered a couple of weeks ago, that after the election, people were asked, hey, did you hear about this story? And most people had not. And once they were told of the details, they said they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden had they known the details. And that would have been enough to swing the election. So on that score, yeah, I understand why people feel like Trump got hosed by the media. Because the media has been in this constant attack mode against him and cover mode for Biden. Trump actually did mention the Hunter Biden and the Biden laptop scandal uh, and Joe Biden with Burisma and all of that. Right. It, he says the corrupt media suppresses viewpoints and people that it opposes. And that's what communists do. Communist regimes. And he is correct. He's absolutely correct. I've been critical. I agree with Trump on that. Uh, I have been critical of the media, uh, just like the media dismissed the China laboratory leak story, though. This was a conspiracy theory Yeah, until after the election. And now all of a sudden, now we can talk about it. Now it's like, oh, well, you know, this whole uh, coronavirus thing, it's kind of weird where it came from, Wuhan and all of that. Like, But when Trump was saying it, oh, my gosh, you can't do it. It's like the... Uh, hydroxychloroquine, right? Oh, you can't use that. Trump wants to kill people with this experimental drug, right? And it's like, dude, if it works, it works. Why are you opposing stuff just because he says it? This is what I mean by unfair attacks on Donald Trump. I will defend him from the unfair attacks. This, not an unfair attack. I'm sorry. I don't see this as an unfair attack on Donald Trump, that he is somehow not culpable for what what these people did in barging into the Capitol. By the way, at least one person died from it. Uh, I've seen the video. This woman who was shot through a doorway, not sure who shot her, whether it was Capitol Police or Secret Service. Don't know. Can't really make out who it was. But they're trying to they're trying to break through a door in the Capitol. And as they're doing that, someone on the other side, you can see through the glass, shoots her. So at least one person died. Others were injured. I've seen other reports of more, but I, I, I don't have them confirmed at this point. Now, I do have confirmed that uh, CBD oil works for me. Okay, When I take CBD and I go to bed, uh, I sleep more deeply than I ever have before in my life. And I attribute it to the CBD because uh, throughout my whole life, I would lay in bed. I would you know, sit there for like an hour as my mind kind of wound down and shut down. And it was kind of annoying because I would just have to lay there, you know, for an hour. <laughs> and so uh, I take a couple of CBD drops before I go to bed and um, I I'm usually falling asleep much more quickly, and I sleep more more deeply uh, than I ever have. And the only CBD products that I use are Grower's Hemp. It's the only ones I've ever tried, the only ones I've ever used, because I believe in them. Grower's Hemp Full Spectrum Hemp Extract. Add it to your daily routine. Find out what it can do for you. Um, are you looking for a better quality of life, a balanced state of mind, maybe a positive mental outlook, uh, lower tension in these uncertain times? Right? Go to growershemp.com. These are North Carolina farmers. They grow the crops. They have the manufacturing facility. They do it all. Small family farmers that have banded together, sort of a co-op model. And um, they say we'll control the whole process, seed to shelf. And by doing so, 
we can give you the better quality and a lower price. Growershemp.com. As with all CBD products, here's the official disclaimer government requires me to tell you. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research, and these products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Nothing I have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. Go to growershemp.com and use the promo code PETE at checkout and you'll get 20% off. You're welcome. Growers Hemp. Uh, From North Carolina farmers to your home, Growers Hemp, it's about the hemp and not the hype. Next up at this uh, rally at the speech, Donald Trump said this was about saving our democracy, which, by the way, is the language of the left, right? They say the same thing. Here's another clip. What an absolute disgrace that this could be happening to our Constitution. And he looked at Mike Pence, and I hope Mike is going to do the right thing. I hope so. I hope so. Because if Mike Pence does the right thing, we win the election. All he has to do, all in, this is... This is from the number one, or certainly one of the top, constitutional lawyers in our country. He has the absolute right to do it. We're supposed to protect our country, support our country, support our Constitution, and protect our Constitution. States want to revote. The states got defrauded. They were given false information. They voted on it. Now they want to recertify. They want it back. All Vice President Pence has to do is send it back to the states to recertify. And we become president, and you are the happiest people. None of this is true. And I actually, I just spoke to Mike. I said, Mike, that doesn't take courage. What takes courage is to do nothing. That takes courage. And then we're stuck with a president who lost the election by a lot, and we have to live with that for four more years. We're just not going to let that happen. We're not going to let that happen. Um, he's telling people he's he's telling people that if you just do what I'm telling you to do, then you'll be happy. I'll be president. And so Pence, this is what Pence said to Trump. Quote, I do not believe that the founders of our country intended to invest the vice president with unilateral authority to decide which electoral votes should be counted during the joint session of Congress. And no vice president in American history has ever asserted such authority. Uh, This is the statement that Pence put out as Trump was speaking. He says, it is my considered judgment that my oath to support and defend the Constitution constrains me from claiming unilateral authority to determine which electoral votes should be counted and which should not. Trump responds then by going on to Twitter and saying, quote, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones, which they were asked to previously certify. Uh, By the way, uh, I think maybe Pennsylvania is the only state that uh, has asked to do a recertification. I, I believe Pennsylvania is the only one at this point. And they did it like the day before the certification, so like two days ago. And uh, it was like a party line deal, you know, 11th hour kind of a thing, like looked more like political face saving. 
there isn't, you know, states are not clamoring, legislatures are not clamoring to to do recounts and examinations of this stuff. They're not doing it. Now, maybe everybody's involved in the grand conspiracy, or maybe they don't have the evidence. Um, Trump goes on to say the USA demands the truth. Um, do, 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 do. The tweet comes roughly 10 minutes after it was reported that Pence had been escorted off the Senate floor in response to the pro-Trump riot. Once uh, unconstitutional intervention by the vice president was off the table, what other options were left for Trump fans who were outraged by the installation of a president that their leader portrays as illegitimate? And by the way, I understand the arguments here and that I should tell you where I got that from. I'm reading from uh, Jacob Sullum at Reason.com. I I am fully aware of what was done to Donald Trump, as I mentioned before, uh, that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and the Democratic uh, Party and the, quote, deep state, the bureaucratic machine, like all of these people that are now, you know, hitting the fainting couch over what uh, Trump and his allies are trying to do, have tried to do, right? These were the same people who did very much the same thing to Donald Trump. I am very much aware of that. Very much aware of that. But the answer is not to become as bad as the people you're opposing. Because if you do, then everybody is as bad, right? I've, I've been saying this since the beginning of the Trump era, which was, uh, you know, I had a, a, a discussion with somebody, I believe it was on air, and they were saying, look, you know, we're tired of getting pushed around. We're tired of getting bullied by the left. And so, you know, finally, at some point, we just say, you know what, we're going to ditch the Mitt Romneys and the John McCain's and the George W. Bushes and all of these, you know, country club Republicans who just want to be polite and nice. And we're just going to we're going to go out. and We're going to get our own bully and we're going to just punch them back twice as hard, just like Obama said to do to Republicans. Right. This is why I give no quarter to the left who are right now saying, I can't believe it. Like you guys have been behaving like this for 20 years, minimum, since I've been paying attention. So don't come now crying about all the violent rhetoric. You guys have been saying go out and harass people, get in their faces. You've been sending out your shock troops to their uh, to politicians front yards and, you know, chanting at them in restaurants and such. Telling people, you know, hit back twice as hard, uh, you know, stomping on their necks and grinding your heel into the pavement until you hear the crisp snap of the bone. Like, yeah, like this is what the left and the Democrats have been saying and the way they behaved as well. It's not something that we should be emulating, we being everybody else. And, and I'd like to think that most Americans don't behave like that. It's getting harder and harder to believe that, but I want to believe that. Um I do believe, by the way, that uh, there isn't a better real estate agent that you should contact if you're trying to buy or sell a house. Seriously, the only realtor you should call is the one that uh, that I use. It's Rowena Patton. She and her all-star powerhouse team, they are the official Homes for Heroes real estate agents in Asheville. This is a national program. They designate one real estate uh uh, one realtor per marketplace, basically, uh, and they've chosen Rowena to be their representative for this program. And uh, the program gives 25% back from the realtor commissions to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and military. So veterans, active duty, retirees, you get 25% back from the realtor commissions. You keep more of your own money. She's given back about $800,000 so far to folks in these five professions. So call the only realtor I would call, the only one I use, 
Rowena Patton, 333-4483. Her website, mountainhomehunt.com, 333-4483. Call Road today and then start packing. Next up, Donald Trump said that we do not have free and fair elections or a free media. He says that the media is the enemy of the people. Republicans are fighting with their hands tied behind their backs and we're fighting bad people, he said. He called it an egregious assault on our democracy. No third world countries would even attempt to do what we caught them doing. And you'll hear about that in just a few minutes. Republicans are... Republicans are constantly fighting like a boxer with his hands tied behind his back. It's like a boxer. And we want to be so nice. We want to be so respectful of everybody, including bad people. And we're going to have to fight much harder. And Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us. And if he doesn't, that will be a a sad day for our country. Because you're sworn to uphold our Constitution. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. So is that a call for violence? Technically, no. But it sure gets pretty close, doesn't it? Right? Got a a little bit of a wink-wink. And by the way, doesn't it make sense that it would kind of be a call for violence of some kind of, at the very least, harassment, intimidation, getting up in people's faces, right? To me, why wouldn't you be advocating that your followers do the very same thing that the left has been doing for years? And they have. The left stormed the legislative buildings in Texas in Wisconsin, in North Carolina. They did it every single week for years in this state. Oh, well, that's different, Pete. They weren't violent. Well, none of these are violent until they become violent, right? Oh, is this one of those things where like the Black Lives Matter Antifa, that the protests are, you know, mostly peaceful? They're 93% peaceful or something, right? This kind of uh, apologist approach to left-wing demonstrations. I said back then, the Moral Monday stuff started when Pat McCrory was governor. And so this would have been around 2012, 2013. And I I told people back then, you keep doing this, you're going to prompt a reaction that looks a lot like what you're doing, and you are not going to like it. You're not. We had over the summer, we had Antifa, Black Lives Matter, leftist anarchist protesters that were setting fire to the federal building. They were setting fire to people's private property, but also government buildings all over America. And what 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 was the collective response? Oh, well, you know, they're just they're mad at stuff. I mean, really, the, the real issue here is the police brutality. 
So I'm sorry, you know, don't you have insurance business owners? That was the response that we got. There was this dismissal of concern. Okay, well, if this is how stuff gets done, then let's go do some stuff, right? Is it is it really that surprising? This is why I know there's a lot of people on the left yesterday and today and will continue to be that they want everybody on the right to condemn, condemn, disavow, and how dare you now? And then you have to take responsibility. Like to me, they're telling Pete, you have to take responsibility. Me, a guy who didn't vote for Trump either time, right? Uh, who condemns all of this kind of violence, no matter where it comes from, right? Who actually goes outside of uh, like a left wing echo chamber in order to talk with people about these very things like, you know, demanding Republicans condemn this is easy to do on your echo chamber Facebook page. That is so easy to do. You know, it's more difficult to do it on a show like this and talk with people who are of the right. And I know some of you listening right now, uh, you probably believe that there are uh, there were Antifa people in that crowd and they were the ones responsible for the violence. Um, I haven't seen evidence of that. I have seen one person that does have connections to the Antifa Black Lives Matter uh, uh, protests. He considers himself self-described revolutionary. He shot the video of the uh, of the killing of the, the woman in the Capitol. So I know there was at least one that was there. But generally, no. The people that I've seen that were there, a lot of them have neo-Nazi connections. Their social media profiles are filled with this stuff. Some of them are wearing, at the march, at the rally, they're wearing uh, shirts that say, you know, Auschwitz concentration camp staff members, stuff like that. So, like, and I understand that there are people that are not going to want to believe that. And I can't make you believe that. I can't. I can't make you believe that there were actually some right-wing, alt-right, and that's who I think is really behind this. I think the vast majority, just like with the Black Lives Matter stuff, the vast majority of people, they were there, they were marching, they were protesting and demonstrating, and they were there at the Capitol, and they were there for peaceful purposes. And then there was a small group that whipped everybody into it, not everybody, but whipped a, a, a group of people into a frenzy, and they had designs to go do some damage. And they did. And they're not Antifa. People on the left now come at me saying that I'm somehow just as bad as the Antifa just because I'm not of the left. And ju and this is what I mean. You want me to take the blame for people that I disagree with. I don't even, I, I don't even, I don't believe what they believe. But, but somehow I'm lumped in with them. You're going to put me up on the wall along with them. Meanwhile, you guys have normalized this kind of speech and violence over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 years, probably since Obama. That's when it's really been amped up. Um, not that I'm blaming Obama per se, although he does have a bit of uh, some of his fingerprints are on this current situation. But you've got people on the left that have been turning a blind eye to the violence because it suits them. It's much more difficult to call out your own allies in the cultural war. It's so much more difficult. It's easy to demand uh, justice and uh, condemnation for, you know, your political adversaries. That's easy. And that's why the left is doing it today. And by the way, good job, Baked Alaska and all of you alt-right people at Nick Fuentes, these people who literally live streamed themselves in the Capitol doing this damage. Um, good job on all of that. You've now, I think, uh, you've now tarnished Trumpism and populism on the right 
for a good long time. Now, what the left wants to do is to tarnish all Republicans with that as well. And they have a lot of people willing to help them do it in the media and a lot of Republicans who are willing to do it. So, uh, yeah, good job on that. I'm not sure what you were intending, but whatever it was, unless it was empowering the left, you failed. Joe Biden was actually the first to offer a public comment, kind of like how Mitt Romney beat Obama to the podium after the attack on Benghazi. Right. So Joe Biden was actually the first one to speak. He he was scheduled to previously speak at some event uh, and he changed his speech. And here's what he had. Our democracy is under unprecedented assault. Unlike anything we've seen in modern times. By the way, that is what Trump said as well. So both sides are saying that our democracy is under assault. An assault on the Citadel of Liberty, the Capitol itself. An assault on the people's representatives and the Capitol Hill police sworn to protect them. And the public servants who work at the heart of our republic. An assault on the rule of law like few times we've ever seen it. An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings, the doing of the people's business. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness, This is not dissent, it's disorder, it's chaos, it borders on sedition, and it must end now. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. Therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege, to storm the Capitol, to smash windows, to occupy offices, the floor of the United States Senate rummaging through desks, on the Capitol, on the House of Representatives, threatening the safety of duly elected officials. It's not protest. It's insurrection. I tend to agree. I do. I tend to agree. I did not vote for Joe Biden. I don't care for him or his policies, but I agree. It's insurrection. That's the symbol. That's the message that was conveyed. And by the way, the people who were doing it, I think that is what they intended as well, right? Because if you believe that the election was stolen and we're about to now descend into communism because of it, and you are literally there to save the republic, like the belief in the election being stolen, it almost necessitates you uh, being a revolutionary, right? You're, you're almost 
you have a responsibility to do it, don't you? Right? Like, that's what's motivating these people to do this, unless, of course, you've got people that are just in it for the clicks on their live streams or fundraising off of it. They're just grifters uh, or they're insane. There are a bunch of people I saw that are probably more lunatic than uh, than not. And so there are those people around, absolutely. But people who are the true believers, right, they believe that that the election was stolen and they need to do this. They need to do something in order to restore the constitutional republic. So to that extent, yeah, I guess it is sort of an insurrection, right? It's a rebellion. It's, um, you call it sedition, right? Because it's used by force to overthrow. And, and, And so, yeah, I guess it would check those boxes to some degree because you're trying to overthrow a corrupt government in order to restore the one that was there before, right? So I, I, I'm not being, I'm not attacking these people, uh, the ones who really believe that what they were doing was born out of some uh, sense of patriotism, okay? Now, I am concerned about people who think that they are doing this in order to give the presidency back to Donald Trump because he's the only one that could save us. Uh, that's a bit more cult of personality for me. <laughs> and I've, uh, I've never really been one of those types of people that gets on the cult of personality bandwagon. So, again, that's just me. Uh, now, here's a bandwagon you can get on with a clear conscience, and that is Old Grouch's military surplus. Not that he has an actual wagon there, although there is an anti-aircraft gun right across the street from the shop in downtown Clyde on Main Street. Old Grouch's military surplus. He's got military-grade backpacks uh, for the kids if they ever get back to school. Uh, these are uh, well-built. They're going to last way longer than the cheap ones that you get from China in the big box stores. He's got ammo cans, which are great for storage for, yes, ammo, but also uh, tools. Some of the big ones can even be used uh, as a toolbox for your truck or your trailer. You can use them in uh, your shed or your garage or dry storage needs. Uh, they're just great. Uh, also, he can help you put together an emergency kit for your car, uh, and he's got tons of cold weather gear. It's all at Old Grouch's Military Surplus, uh, downtown Clyde on Main Street. Shops open Monday through Saturday uh, and at oldgrouch.com. Finally, Donald Trump did put out a video and it would have been better, I think, had uh, had he just tweeted something. Because here's the video and when I watched the video as it came down, I thought this is not what the country needs and this is not going to stop people from behaving the way they're behaving. And you'll hear why. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Columnist Beckett Adams called this video a weaselly, half-hearted, duplicitous statement 
supposedly calling for calm. Uh, He says it's clearly just another opportunity for Trump to claim that he is the rightful president, uh, the selfless victim of a widespread conspiracy to steal the presidency from him and his brave patriotic supporters. Uh, And uh, look, folks are going to say, no, no, look, he's calling for peace. He is, but he's also telling them that he's the victim. They're totally right to, you know, to protest and to, to be against all this. And these people are bad and evil, but, you know, but, but go home. It's kind of a conflicting message. It is. Um, Here's a piece by Matthew Continetti, who says a sitting president of the United States, having lost reelection, incited a mob to storm the Capitol as the Congress sat in joint session to certify the Electoral College vote. This act was without precedent. It was based on a lie fed by myth and culminated in violence, vandalism, and in the desecration of the people's house. The lawbreakers cannot go unpunished, nor can the person ultimately responsible, and his name is Donald Trump. Now, this is interesting, because if we are going to start holding people accountable, right, for incitement to violence, I'm wondering how many folks on the left are going to be held accountable for their incitement to violence I'm going to bet none. I'm going to bet none. See, it's much easier to 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 go after Donald Trump for, you know, re- moderate Republicans, never Trump Republicans and people on the left and Democrats. It's very easy to go after Trump. I mean, he beg- he basically begs you to do it. Right. So then he can be the victim and punch back twice as hard and unwound himself, as he famously said in that interview. Um But I do wonder, is this a consistent standard that's going to be applied to everybody or is this just against Trump? And I think I know the answer to that already. I do want everybody who stormed in there, I do want them to face charges. Just like I wanted everybody who was involved in the riots over the last year, I wanted them to face charges. Um, But at some point, there's either going to be a consistent standard here or the whole thing is going to just crumble. And I suspect there are a lot of folks that want to see it crumble. I also suspect there are a lot of folks that think they can just foment unrest and help to egg on and usher in the revolution. And they think that they will be untouched by the ravages of civil war. I I do believe that there are a lot of people that seem very excited about the prospect of having a civil war because they think somehow or another, like they won't be killed. uh, Their family won't be killed. None of their wealth will be destroyed. Uh, right. The upheaval of the society, like no, no other foreign powers are going to try to invade us in the midst of any of this. No, no, no. None of that. None of that's going to happen. Now, if you've got projects at your house that are not happening because you don't have the right tools, then head on over to General Equipment Rental because uh, they've got all the tools that you need, whether it's a big project uh, like construction or earth moving. You need some really big equipment. Uh, they've got that. And by the way, they can show you how to use it, too, which is very helpful, because if you're like me, like. Uh, I, I've never used any kind of, you know, big earth moving type of equipment. I would want a tutorial before I take the thing home. Um, but they also have small power tools as well, you know, saws and such and drills and that kind of thing for various types of projects. Because if you have the right tool for the project, things go a lot more smoothly and you end up uh, with a better result at the end. So if you are a homeowner looking to do some projects around the house uh, or you're a contractor, you need some tools just for one specific job or so, go to General Equipment Rental and pick up the tool that you need. Also, they are your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider as well. So if you're looking to buy some equipment uh, coming up for the spring season, 
great place to go is General Equipment Rental. Great deals on this stuff. Uh, I, I, I told you earlier about the Husqvarna auto mower. It's like a Roomba for your lawn, and it just drives around and cuts your grass. So you'll never have to cut your own lawn again. How awesome is that? Um, yeah, so go check it out. They got deals while supplies last. General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, generalrents.com. That's the website. Go check them out. Tell them you heard it here on the podcast and think outside your toolbox. So what has the uh, the storming of the Capitol, the insurrection, the seditionist activity, what has that resulted in? Well, you got a bunch of people that are quitting now, the administration. Mick Mulvaney, uh, he's out. He was a former uh, chief of staff. Uh, he was uh, then became the U.S. envoy to Northern Ireland. And uh, he called up Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and said uh, he was resigning, quote, I can't do it. I can't stay. Uh, those who choose to stay, and I've talked with some of them, are choosing to stay because they're worried the president might put somebody worse in. Um, he says, we didn't sign up for what we saw last night. We signed up for making America great again. We signed up for lower taxes and less regulation. The president has a long list of successes that we can be proud of. Mulvaney added that Trump was not, quote, not the same as he was eight months ago. OK, um, he uh, is joined in his exodus by Eamon, uh, Eamon Javers, the national security advisor. Robert O'Brien was considering uh, resigning over the insur- uh, insurrection as well. O'Brien's deputy, Matthew P- uh, Pottinger, uh, also reportedly resigned. Stephanie Grisham, chief of staff for the first lady, Melania Trump, uh, she quit, as did Sarah Matthews, the White House deputy press secretary. Now, OK. This is and this is what the left is saying that, oh, well, this is easy to do. You knew who he was and it's easy to do now because, you know, he lost. He's leaving. And so this doesn't mean anything. And, you know, you're going to carry around the scarlet letter of, you know, working for Trump forever and ever, which, by the way, if you want to keep the cycle of violence going, then that's the way to do it, folks. That's the way to do it. Uh, And there are a lot of people on the left that they are very interested in doing this. They don't see their behavior as Uh, complicit or contributing to anything that we saw yesterday. They look at what happened yesterday as the reason why their previous actions that look a lot like the ones we saw yesterday, that their previous actions were warranted. And that's the problem here, folks. This is what you guys did by storming the Capitol. You lose support. I will never support you. I will never support anybody that was involved in that. Never. I want you to go to jail. I want you guys to face charges and go to jail at a minimum, right? Um, And I do not tie the objections to the vote counts that the members of Congress signed on to. I I, I don't have any problem with that. They're totally allowed to object. And I don't care if that hurts your feelings. Oh, undermining democracy. You're allowed to object to it. You can object. And you know what it means? Nothing. You objected. Congratulations. You objected. You don't like it. Fair enough. You're on the record. Let's move along. So I have no problem with that. Um, bigger problem here now is what happens uh, when the left takes control in a couple of weeks of the White House, the Senate, and the House. Uh, and what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to run around and try to make peace with everybody to try to de-escalate things? Or do you think that now that they control all the levers of power in federal government, do you think they go about trying to stamp out all of their adversaries? I'm leaning towards the latter. Yeah, I'm just by past experience, just by watching the way they behaved over the last few years, uh, I'm going to I'm going to think that, yeah, they're going to go and try to uh, undo everything that Trump did, everything Republicans did. They're going to try to uh, crack down. I mean, you think 
Do you think they're going to leave uh, gun laws alone? Do you think that's going to happen? Really? You think Joe Manchin's going to stop any kind of uh, intrusion into Second Amendment rights by the Democratic Party? I don't. So, uh, and I could be wrong on all of that. Maybe I'm a bit of a pessimist. I think I'm a bit of a realist, though. But this is uh, Miranda Devine writing at Fox News. Uh, she says that the uh, Trump sabotage of the Georgia runoffs and his rabble-rousing Stop the Steal rally were a catastrophe for his followers. They have justified the outlandish criticism of his enemies for the past four years. She says, I hope it was worth it because you know they won't receive the kid glove treatment that BLM Antifa received with last year's, quote, mostly peaceful protests. There were a lot of egregious moments, she says, but the uh, probably the most unfair was when Pence became MAGA enemy number one. There was even a call for the Capitol invaders to arrest the vice president. These people sound like leftists. This is what the left has been doing. And she says this is entirely Donald Trump's fault. He has been bullying, cajoling, and gaslighting Mike Pence to help him out of the dead end he found himself in with two weeks to Inauguration Day. Um, and she says that uh, all of this has bestowed the great gift of the moral high ground on the most undeserving people in the world, Joe Biden and the left. She's exactly right. You guys, you guys just elevated them to some perceived morally superior position where they get to cast down upon us all of their righteous fury and indignation and demand that we, you know, uh, disavow and condemn and we do it in the terms that they demand and condemn and disavow the people that they tell us to. And even then, by the way, it won't be good enough. You will never be good enough. If you ever voted for Trump, if you ever supported Trump, if you were ever not of the hardcore left, you will never be good enough to uh, to escape those demands. And because of what happened yesterday, you've empowered them to do that. So this is going to be a fun time uh, for the next few years. Thanks a lot for all of that. Um, we'll sh we shall see if they attempt an impeachment. I don't think that's going to help the situation. But now you've got people that are uh, actively lobbying for impeachment on both sides of the aisle, knowing that the House would do it, just looking at the video, seeing what he said, and just go ahead and impeach him, send it over to the Senate, and make those Republicans have to vote not to impeach him now, after what happened yesterday. That's a much more difficult ask of those Republicans than it was over that Ukrainian phone call. Just my take. I'm sure we'll talk about it tonight on the live stream, which if you are a patron, uh, you get access to. So think about becoming a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. That's a wrap for the episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening and uh, all of the support over the last year. Really, I sincerely appreciate it. We'll talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.